This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Welcome to the Wednesday Tie-Dye Podcast. I'm James Mappin and this is The Debate Show, the show where we give you the chance to have your say and give your opinion on anything to do with Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, This week, uh, what we're going to be talking about, talk about the 1-0 win of the weekend against Shrewsbury Town. What did you make of that performance? Seemed to be hanging on at the end for those last 20 minutes. Uh, Nearly gave me a heart attack, to be fair. Obviously, want to hear your thoughts. What did you think of that performance uh, as well? Um, you know, and, and how would you assess the season so far? Obviously, we're, we're third, one point off second, three points off top, seven games unbeaten, only three de- defeats all season as well. Um, you know, are you happy with that season so far? Some people still think that Darren Moore isn't the man for the job. Um, I know Liam overheard a, uh, a conversation at the weekend where someone was uh, was saying that. So do request a talk, uh, press that button on the bottom left and come and let us know. Uh, we also want to know, have you ever fallen in love with a lone player? Uh, many of us are doing just that with Mark McGuinness at the moment this season. I know I am uh, definitely doing that. Uh, let us know which lone player you've become besotted with. You can either uh, come up and talk about that or you can just tweet us as well by using the uh, the buttons at the bottom. And of course, it's FA Cup weekend as well. We're taking on Mansfield Town at home as we try and reach the third round. Um, would you go strong on the lineup? Do you want to try and get to that third round? Concentrate on the league? What, how, do you, uh, how do you feel? What would you do if you were Darren Moore? Um, 67 grand for the winner. Um, not mega bucks, but it's still money that we didn't have uh, at the start of the uh, at the start of the day. I suppose if we do get through to that third round, and of course let's you know let's hope if we do get there, we have a decent tie, not like a you know another league one side or anything anything like that. Um, remember, all, you, all you've got to do if you want to have your say is press that request to talk button on the bottom left. Uh, if you've been listening for a few weeks and you've not come up and had your say, then maybe today is the day. Um, like I say, if you don't want to come up. But you still want to get involved, then just tweet us as well, and I'll read some of the comments out as we uh, as we go along. Now, it's not just me um, with me this week, as he is every week, is Mr. Liam Russell. Uh, Liam, mate, how are you, pal? You all right? Yes, I'm mate. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm all uh, all good. I'm just, I'm just waiting for Ronaldo to be announced. Obviously, <laughs> at's following following him on Instagram, and we all know what that mm. means. Um, by the way, I, I can't believe that people actually thought I was being serious yesterday when I tweeted that. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it was a joke, everyone. I wasn't being oh, serious. Man, I, thought, I thought it were happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, there was definitely some people that did think that. But uh, I thought we were down at KFC earlier. No, nah, B&Q, mate. Get it right, B&Q. Ah. <laughs> yeah, um, I, said it at, I said it at the top. Uh, yeah, you, you overheard someone saying that Darren Moore... Isn't still? They still don't think Darren Moore's the man for the job. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, and I, I kept my mouth shut. Swift air. That's not, that's not like you, Liam. You normally. Uh, <laughs> I bet you were itching to say something, weren't you? <laughs> I know, mate. I know, but I just, I just, I didn't have it in me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's that's fine. Um, I mean, I, I've just had a look. Actually, Darren, it's ninety-five games. Um, 46 wins, 23 draws and 26 defeats. I'm guessing most of them defeats came when he were in when we were in the championship and 
and whatnot. Uh, it's his longest managerial job as well, 632 days, uh, 32 days longer than what he was at Don... Oh, 33 days, sorry, 599 days he did at Doncaster Rovers and only 341 at um, at West Brom when he was there. But yeah, he's, uh, I, he's been weird this week and I suppose last week as well because there's not been much to... Obviously, we do the debate show. There's not been a great deal to debate, has there really? Because everything's just been going... As it should. We've been beating the teams that they should. All right. Two one nil wins. We perhaps should have, you know, if we've been you know, if you want to have a perfect season, you'd like to have beaten maybe four or five nil. But whenever you're winning, things are all right, aren't they, Liam? Yeah, yeah, exactly, mate. That's it. There's not been a lot to to discuss and debate, has there really, other than obviously the performances and picking those apart. But yeah, I'm I'm happy with where we are, mate, to be honest. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of them ones, isn't it? Like we we quietly going under the radar. I suppose if we're being like, you know, obviously you want to be top of the league, you want to stay top all all season, but we know that's never never going to happen. You invite all the pressure on, don't you? You know, all the media starts talking about you, you know, it's, you're the team to beat and this, that and the other and the pressure starts mounting. Actually on that, do you, do you think this team would be able to kind of, you know, accept the pressure and things like that, the, the pressure of being top of the league? Do you think they'd be able to do that? Because I think... Last season, we probably wouldn't have, but I don't know if we've, I don't know if we've changed this season or not. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Because I thought, to be fair, I thought towards the end of the season, the mentality was quite good, um, and I think, I think we would, mate. To be honest, I think some of the performances we've put in this season, you know, like we were saying some of the one nils, um, mainly away. To be fair, what we weren't doing last season, I think it's just, it just shows that we're maybe got a bit more about us. I think, um, I think we're winning games differently now this season. Like last season, I think it's probably fair to say, especially in the up until Christmas, we were trying to play like, I don't want to say like attractive tippy tappy football, but it was very much kind of trying to pass the, you know, pass them off the park and um, very one dimensional. I think would be fair to say, but now we, we, we're seeing uh, as I, you know, we mentioned at the weekend, it would, you know, trying them flick ons and stuff. That's not something that we've really seen. Playing different formations, you know, play, either playing a five three two, which we obviously played and and it worked lot last season. But playing a, a four triple two or playing a four three three, like a, you know, people have had different formations at the weekend. But I still stick to my guns. I thought it was a four three three. You know, it's not. We're not just like a one trick pony anymore, are we? Well, no, and I think that comes with, like we've said previously, the squad, like the players that we've signed and maybe the little bit more depth we've got. Because last season, obviously, it started off with, um, go on, his, his preferred, or what was his preferred formation? Was uh, it 4 four two four, three one? 4 again. two three one, not four three two one. but you know what I mean? That same, was. same thing, same thing, just numbers, <laughs> and, innit? And who knows that, you know, who, who knows that last season he might not have tried numerous different things, but then... You know, we got we got injuries and we didn't quite have the depth that we have this season. So, yeah, I think obviously this, the signings that we've made and the personnel we've brought in has allowed us to do that as well. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it got to a point last season, obviously after Christmas, we had a great run. But we were, th- I mean, even when we brought, you know, we brought Dean and he got injured. And yeah, let's not talk, just, let's not talk never, about Tyrese John Jules anyway. I say I say it never settled. It did, but if it was unsettled, if there was an injury, we were clutching at straws sometimes, weren't we? And yeah, we kind of obviously settled on that formation and just whoever we had, we made it 
work, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was quite threadbare, um, weren't it, at, at, at times? And it was very much like, we have one more injury, what's going to happen? And you know, I, I go back to that Portsmouth game where, who do we have? We had Palmer in the middle. Do we have Patterson as right centre-half? And then I think it was, it must be Marvin Johnson as left centre-half, which, you know, as a, as a centre-back trio, you know, I don't think we'll ever see that ever was again. It, was it Pompey or was it Plymouth at home? Uh, not Plymouth, Wickham, sorry. Uh, there was definitely Pompey. There was a Pompey one where... Pompey away? Yeah, where we're on that? Sky. And I think... The mascot sent off, didn't Yeah, we did, yeah. And Hutch were injured, I think. Um, uh, on the Well, it was announced he was injured and, and he'd not travelled and what have you. And that, that was... That, that's like quite a... It was a yeah, weird, totally weird game that. You went, you went from thinking, oh, we can turn these over to then hearing that news of the injuries and then you're like... Mm. Was it MK Don's away as well? Was that it? Because that was on the way down, weren't it? Because it was Mass and I think it was Mass and Hutch, wasn't it? In the end, yeah, I think it MK was. Yeah. Away. yeah, there were a couple, couple of times. I can't where remember. They... I can't remember who who played where in that game. To be honest, um, and Harley Dean went off injured in MK Dons as well. Don't forget, they, they did have that concussion or something like that. But anyway, anyway, I digress. Uh, we've got three people up already to, to talk. We'll, we'll we will talk about the um, loan loan players and falling in love with him in a little while but uh, let's just get to their thoughts on on the game at the weekend uh, alex was the first one to come up alex mate how are you pal you all right all right mate how are you how are you liam yeah i'm all right pal thank you and i just want to say a massive thanks for uh for, for holding the fort with liam on the past couple of weeks mate i do uh, do really appreciate it pal <laughs> yeah no, i mean last last week and the week before that was uh Interesting to say, I think maybe two, three weeks ago, I can't remember how long it was. It was just me on the whole, uh, speaking the <laughs> yes, whole time. That was, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting. We were all sort of saying that it was uh, it was all your fault, Maffin, that uh, <laughs> you don't want to <laughs> talk because they're all missing you. But you know what, we had a, yeah, it was, it was a good little conversation, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to, uh, to Saturday, um, it, I, I predicted it would be 1-0 scrappy. Uh, one or two nil scrappy, um, and that was exactly what happened. Um, and I, I, it's one of those. It's like we, we've mentioned this a couple a couple times now over the last couple of weeks. Said last season, would we have won it? And looking back at it, probably not. You know, and in fairness to, to Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury, however you want to say it, you know, uh, their defence and their midfield really, really, really helped them out. Um, obviously, Chair Dunkley, we all know what he was like, and I know that he was sort of injured most of the time. That he was with us, but he had a great game on on um, on Saturday, and they definitely kept him in it. It's just the fact that you know we we, we could get you know that one goal in where it was a pretty scrappy game overall. Yes, maybe it, in an ideal world we could have beaten by you know three, four, five, six nil, however, but. Ultimately, what have we got? We've got three points and that's all that matters. Everyone else around us has dropped points. Uh, obviously, Derby, Ipswich, that was, what, nil-nil. And uh, Burton Albion, 98th minute winner uh, equaliser, was it? Something ridiculous like that. So, obviously, it couldn't have really gone much better, to be honest, in in a, in a realistic sense. So, yeah, we've obviously, we've, we've gained points. We're now, what, three points off top or something like that? And then one point off second. I don't know. I've not had a look properly. But, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you bang, you bang right there. Um, yeah, I mean, what... Obviously, we've got different personnel this uh, this season. Not no, obviously not everyone, but you know we still signed a lot of people in in uh, in the summer transfer window, etc. What do you think's the the big difference from last season? I mean, you know we still finished fourth last season. In the end, I've had a great run in the second half of the season. But can you can you pinpoint anything that's that's changed? I think it's the. the 
I mean, it's difficult, really, isn't it? But it, it's yeah. just the willingness from the players I've seen. You know, it's like, and I think the ones that have stayed, obviously, you know, well, we all know who stayed and that, but um, it's it's like they've got a, a real, real, real extra sort of. Everyone obviously wanted to get back up to the championship straight away, but I can definitely see from from most of them that you know there's this extra spark that's that, that's sort of shining there. And I think that what what I've seen from the lone players. Um, I know that we're sort of going to be talking about them later, but I can see that they're actually wanting to progress. And it's like, I know that, you know, maybe Mighton and, and um, uh, McGuinness, maybe they probably don't want to have the whole career at, at Wednesday or whatever. And they obviously want to get as, you know, as, as, as high up the, uh, the football pyramid as they can, which, you know, you can't really fault them for that. Um, and they've obviously got to sort of think about, well, this is my career in football here. I've got a you know, this is where I'm playing and I've got a sort of shine. And um, and they're, they're doing exactly that, both Martin and McGuinness especially. Um, but I think it's all the tactics that, you know, Baron's been coming out with. It's He's been mixing it up and I was always against mixing it up. But to be honest, we're getting the three points in the bag, you know, and it's like, well, we've, we've lost something. I can't remember now what, like three games three or Three games, so. yeah, that's right. Well, three games in the, uh, in the, in in the, the league, league anyway, yeah. Yeah, and and it's it's like I'm 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 on the uh, the Wednesday website now looking at all the scores and it, it's like, you know, all the games that we've won apart from a couple, it's it has just been you know goal difference of about one two maybe three three um, three goals, and it, it doesn't matter you know as long as we are getting those goals in the back of the net and we're keeping clean sheets or you know we're keeping a positive goal difference and we're getting the three points. What's what does it matter? We don't need to win every game five nil. I'd be happy now if we won every single game one nil. And I think most every single football fan really would agree with me on that. But, I, I don't think my yeah. heart would take it. To be fair, um, Alex, I, I think I'd have probably I would have probably have an heart attack at some point if every game oh, yeah. was one nil. <laughs> <laughs> because if if anything was like the last twenty minutes um, on on Saturday, then oh, then God, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, ju- just on that 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 you know that last twenty minutes uh, on Saturday, some people have said you know if we'd come up against a better side, then you know they'd have they'd have turned us over and things. One thing I said to that is I don't think we'd have played like that. I think we we very much do just enough every single time, and it, and and you know the fact that I think it's fair to say we've not really hit top gear at all, nowhere near it. Um, I might be probably doing a little bit of disservice, um, especially not for the full ninety minutes anyway. Um, but the fact that we have, well, I'm hoping we've got a few more gears to to, to go through. But do, do you get that feeling that we are just doing enough to win every game? Yeah, it's it is definitely. You, you can see that um, it is literally just really clinging on for dear life. Um, I think the only game personally that I've ever felt that we're in complete control of the last sort of 10, 15 minutes properly. For me, I, I stand corrected if anyone wants to say I'm wrong, but was Morecambe. And that was only because we, we scored in what, like the 77th or some ridiculous minute, like that to, to the first goal. And then we just absolutely, you know, cruised through then. And it, it just felt like, you know, to get that one goal, it, that, that was it. But then again, generally, you know, it is a case of, you know, oh God, I, I, it feels like everyone's tired out basically, you know. And if it means for me that we've got to, you know, instead of winning five nil against you know Forest Green or whatever. I mean, I know that it's Forest Green, but if if we've got to win five, it, it basically yeah. If if we put our goals in the back of the net, but it means that we're getting tired, 
then ultimately that's just going to say to the, the the opposition, whoever we're playing, that, well, they're going to get tired now. And, and teams are going to realise that. They are going to conserve themselves, you know, maybe one, two, two goals. And then for the last 20 minutes, they're going to absolutely hammer us like, you know, like, like Shrewsbury did. And I think maybe it's because, you know, it, ultimately we did have the defence and we did get a little bit lucky and, and uh, maybe their attack isn't as strong as some other teams. But yeah, definitely another team could have, could well have um, put it right in the back of the net, you yeah. know, maybe one, maybe two times. That, you know what, what I always said to that is they didn't, <laughs> and, and we got the three points and everything oh, as well. No, absolutely, as well. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. Yeah, great stuff, uh, Alex. Do do stick around because I'm sure Ooh. you've got some uh, loan plays that you've fell in love with, which we'll come on to in a bit. I just want to, um, like I said we've got Nick, we've got Elliot, we've got Mandy, we've got Aaron as well. I will come to you in a second, uh, Nick. I will come to you next. How are you, pal? You all right? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Are you? Yeah, I'm all uh, all good. Thank you very much. Uh, go on, uh, the one nil win against Shrewsbury. That's two two one nil wins you've had on uh, on the on the trot. How did you assess that performance? Yeah, just um, I'd, uh, elaborate on the point. I think I, I know you very kindly discussed it on the pod that I put on Twitter about this phrase that seems to be getting thrown about a lot. We'd have lost that last season, or we'd have drawn it last season. Um, I think on reflection, it probably came across a bit more negative than than how I meant it to. I think what I meant was, the only concern I had is we seem to be saying it quite a lot in terms of, like, I think about Shrewsbury, like we just touched on there. There were, I think we maybe had two or three where it were almost like watching McGuinness's goal go in, but it just went the wrong side of the post, if that makes sense. Yeah, they could have easily gone Um, in those three, couldn't they, to be fair? Yeah, yeah. I think the the most concerning one was was it Pennington who seemed to just pick the ball up and run through, um, and then he like curled it just wide. And there was the other one which was uh, where the, their player just seemed to pick it up in an absolute world of space in the middle of our box, um, and and heck, we're through in a, a great block. Um, I, I think the point I was trying to put was, and I find it quite hard to articulate it, but we'd have lost that last season. It just feels like we're game after game, we're maybe not playing that well, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think, I think you're probably, doing enough. I think you're probably right there. I kind of touched on it earlier. You know, we're, we're, we're not even in, I'd probably say third gear in, in most, you know, we have got a few more gears to go through, especially not for all of the game, but I, I come back to the kind of, I just think it is, well, I, I hope that it's Darren Moore playing the long game and he's just trying to, you know, conserve energy. What, we're still, we're not even at Christmas yet. Do you know what I mean? We're still not even halfway through the season. There's still a long way to go. And I just think that, you know, all right, we yes, we, we finished last season very, very strong, but we, we're kind of hoping that the other teams will, you know, fall by the wayside. We're starting to see now Plymouth are picking up injuries. Um, Ipswich as well, I think uh, one of their strikers went off injured. Um, yesterday as well so you know other teams are, are picking up the injuries to them key players and hopefully we can keep our players you know we, we like I said just, just do enough and I think last season Darren Moore probably tried to win the league flamboyantly and, and, and kind of you know win every game you know, playing the you know really attractive football yeah. at times whereas now I think he's just seeing that you know the main most important thing is it'll take the flak for for the style of play, but it's just about getting out of this division. Yeah, no, I completely agree, and I, I was going to um, I was actually going to touch on that, like like you just said there. I think actually this season we're playing worse football, but are we playing the football that you need to play to get out of this division? I think you know we spoke a lot over the summer of sometimes you just need League One players to get out 
League One, you don't need championship players to get out of League One. I think, you know, that probably showed last season that there were times we absolutely played teams off the park, played some fantastic football. We had the, the ball playing centre-halves in Hutch and Story and, and Dean. Um, and and I, to, to be fair, I do think if we had um, Stockdale in net last season, Marshall in that defence, I think we probably would have gone up. Um, I, I do wonder whether we had the, the, the defence was good enough, but maybe Peacock Farrell in net wasn't good enough to organise him because as a, as a shot I mean Stockdale I think he's, he's really grown on me as a keeper I think he's made some absolutely fantastic saves and he's made the odd dodge one and, you know which I'd expect from a you know a, a league one a league one keeper but I do think that, that maybe if we'd have had him in that last season he'd have marshaled that, that bit that younger defensor a bit better at playing football um, than, than what Peacock Farrell did but um, yeah I just think we're, we're playing worse football than we were last season but actually are we playing more effective football if, if that makes sense well the results are definitely saying that and obviously the the league position as well I, I think we were outside this time last season we were outside of the the top six I can't, can't recall exactly where we were but you know I think this around this time was the where we kind of went on that crazy run of draws or we were in the midst of that um, you know at this point last season I think actually it came up on the memories we beat MK Dons 2-1 at home last season uh, one of the few games I didn't go to because I, I got the dreaded Covid uh, and, and missed obviously the uh, the wind goal right at the end um, but yeah I think after that we had a bit that, that bad run of, of picking up loads of draws and, and things like that which obviously didn't didn't help um, I mean just you know we, we, we talk about injuries and stuff just some bit, bit of good news obviously Dennis Adenarin's back in training you'll have seen him on the pictures if you uh, look at the official Wednesday Twitter and, and obviously for me we played in the under 23s a couple of days ago as well I mean how much of a boost is it to have those two back and and do any of those two kind of come into contention into, into coming back into the side do we, do we need them to obviously I know we need players but you know where, where do you see them to uh, for Maywo, definitely, um, because I think we are starting to look a touch short at, uh, at centre-half. Um, I think it's quite evident that, that Ioff is playing his, his best football when he's been playing at right-back um, rather than at centre-half. Um, obviously, Hennigan's out for the season, and I don't know whether this is a point for another day or not, but I, I do wonder, um, and I don't mean that, I, I think Ben Hennigan's a fantastic League One footballer, but I do wonder, as Ben Hennigan played his last game for Wednesday, in a sense of what we do go up, I don't think he's going to play for us if we go up into the Championship, but I don't know if that's a, a debate for, for another day. Um, but for Maywo, definitely happy he's back in the fold because, uh, like I say, we were starting to look a bit light at, light at centre-half. But where, where does he come in, though? Because obviously he's, you know, he's left-footed, if you if you play with a five, he's going to be playing left centre half. Uh, that's obviously where McGuinness is playing, and obviously playing probably some of his best football that he's ever played. Uh, and if we play with a back four, I mean, are you sticking him at left back or are you sticking him again I, where McGuinness plays? I'm not, I'm not I'm not saying stick him in. I think I'm, I'm more saying it's good to see him having back as cover because at the moment, if one of our centre halves goes off yeah. injured, we've got Reese James who can play centre half, but. Yeah, he's done well, and but he's not a centre half. We've got Liam uh, Liam Palmer who can slide a centre half, and again he's played very well when he's had to do that. But he's not a centre half. I think at the moment, if you look on paper, as centre halves we've got, we've got the two that are playing in Hekwa and McGuinness. We yeah. haven't. We, so it was more so to have that that squad depth. Whereas, um, you know, if, if one, so if if McGuinness or Hekwa go off injured on Saturday, let's say. 
we're having to do a complete reshuffle in, in shape, which which we're able to do with the, with the players we've got. But I think it was more so we've got someone who can come in like for like if we needed. Um, Adenarin, I think he's a great player. I think he's been very unfortunate with injuries and that's maybe why he's at, why he's at us and maybe not playing at a higher level. But more so for Adenarin, I, fantastic to have him back. I think, he's, I think he is a good player, but I wouldn't look at the moment and think midfield is a massive worry if we were to pick up an injury. Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't it? I mean, sense. yeah, I mean, I'm sure that if it, if and when he does come back fit, I'm sure he will get some minutes and some game time because obviously Darren Moore's quite keen on obviously rotating the players round. Apart from Barry Bannon, obviously plays pretty much every single game. Um, but yeah, I think you're right in what you're saying. I, I I don't see the other than like you said for fame for me. Well, other than as, as backup, I don't really see a need that you know and we need to get him in and and you know it's someone that we that we sorely miss, which is a shame really because. Like I said he, he he has played well when he has um, you know especially last season he was playing good football and um, I do I do think he's a, a bright spark but at the moment if he does come back he's he's well down the pecking order just because of how well the the others have been playing uh, Nick thank you very much mate do do stick Cheers, around mate. if if yeah. you can I'd always appreciate you coming on um, just going to um, move on to Elliot as well Elliot how are you pal you're all right. Yeah, very well. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, mate. Um, what you want to talk about? Obviously, we're talking about the the Shrewsbury game at the weekend. Do you think we were riding our luck a little bit in those last last twenty minutes? Or you know, I, I'm going to say, do you think we had it under control? But we didn't at, at all, did we? I think I think it's a way of comparing it to last season. Last season, I sum that up is the season of sloppy conceded goals. Um, one of me, the infamous goals that we conceded, I still can't get my head round, uh, was the goal, I think when we were away at Ipswich, uh, when Peacock Farrell was fanning about with the ball and oh, yeah. their player just ran, just took it off him and just scored. And it was like, and the defending on Saturday, I think, was a complete different Wednesday that we've seen to last season and seasons gone by. If you look at some of the, you know, if you follow Wednesday on TikTok, for example, uh, they one to post about their game. You just see like, how Barry Bannon and McGuinness and Hickway were just absolutely diving in um, to stop that ball going anywhere near the net. And I think that's probably a complete difference to last season. We had Hutchinson, who, don't get me wrong, he'd fight for Wednesday till his last breath. But I think like that on Saturday just shows me that determination that we've got this season compared to last season because it, it's almost like a mentality thing last season we came in it like you know what we're a big club uh, we're playing like all these proper tin pot teams like your Burtons and your Accrington's and all that that, that will sell out all day long and we'll, we'll just cruise it out they, they may get a lucky goal but we'll batter them but we had a massive wake up call in the middle of that season where we actually realised hang on a minute a lot of these teams can actually beat us um, and we're probably not as good as we think we are. Um, and some of these players needed that wake-up call, I think, because la- the latter half of last season, we turned the, the switch and we were much better. Uh, and there we ground out games and we, and we performed really well. But I think this season, I, I said it on a podcast before, I don't care if we win 1-0 every game. It, I nearly had a heart attack, trust me. I, I, I was <laughs> probably nearly sat down that whole, that that final 10 minutes. I, I was knowing it was just going to come and the fact we didn't concede was oh well, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at the stats now where in, in the final 10 minutes and that does include extra time as well in that we've scored seven and conceded just two goals 
in them last 10 minutes, which I haven't got last seasons to hand, but I can bet your bottom dollar that it's <laughs> it's not that way around, at least. I'm, I'm sure we conceded a lot more than what we scored, um, which just looking as well across the whole of the league, I think there's only Bolton, uh, Bolton and MK Dons have also conceded two goals in the last, only conceded two in the last ten minutes. But there's some, you know, Exeter conceding seven, um, Accrington conceding six in those last ten minutes. Forest Green conceding six as well. You can see why they they are where they are in the in the league because of you know because of that. And it's certainly something that we've we've definitely got got better with. Do you think it is down to to game management, uh, Elliot, as to why we're not conceding those goals at the end? Maybe the addition of, of Stockdale as well? I think it's a mix of players themselves and game management. Like when we played Accrington away, um, obviously before Shrewsbury, I never sat there and actually thought Accrington were going to score. I, I, I felt really, really comfortable. To be fair, a lot of people in the stand felt really comfortable. They were chatting, were chatting about all the, the other scores. We were like, it was that chilled because we didn't feel like we were going to concede and I think that's a luxury we've got this season whereas last season even if we were 2-0 up I always thought they're going to pull it they're, they're going to they're going to bring it back I just I just know we're going to hit panic mode and we're going to concede those goals that's what we're going to do because look at um, when we played Sunderland in the playoffs we went 1-0 up perfect we, we brought it back and you thought we we're going to put the pressure on and we almost looked lost. We almost looked like, hang on, we don't want, know what to do anymore. Um, panicked a bit, conceded at the back straight away. It was, uh, it, it was almost written in the stars. But I think um, players are proper grinding it out this season. Um, and I think that's something we really didn't do last season. I don't think that's something we've done for a while, if we're honest. That the season's got... I remember when we played West Brom at home, actually, where we went 2 and up. Um and we all thought, it's dead and buried now, we've done it. Um, and they brought it back to two all. Uh, and it was just like five minutes, just pure switching off. Um, I for always never seeing to grind out a game. And I think it's much better this season. And I, I do credit a lot that to more, but I think the players themselves have got a lot of credit. I think the type of players he's recruited are going to be the players to grind out games. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some that we haven't done it. Um, Plymouth, for example, um, obviously we lost that right at the last second. I think that was down to poor game management more than anything. Um, but I think we are much better this season um, and I think we are grinding it out more than we probably have in seasons gone by. Is Darren Moore the, the man for the job then, Elliot? I would say so. Even in some of our poor results this season, um, Barnes and Plymouth and games like that, I've still not thought you know what, Darren Moore out. I think, yeah, there's a couple of times he's got it wrong, but he will do. Well, no no manager goes through a season. I mean, everyone talks about that invincible season that Arsenal had and it goes down in folklore and that's because it never really happens or never happens at all. Do you know what I mean? The teams don't go the full season winning 5-0 every single game whether it's down to entitlement or or not or whatever it may be and there's been, you know, there's big clubs down in, in the lower leagues. It's not something new. You know, I mean, we're not like the first team to have played in League One of, of the size in which we are, you know, and... I see it just it just doesn't happen, does it? It's a game of football, and and there is a chance of losing. You just look at the World Cup at the moment. You know, nobody would ever have uh, uh, have betted on you know the Saudis beating Argentina and Japan beating uh, beating Germany, unless you're me and you put it on in play like. But anyway, that's that's bad. That's bad. The bad. <laughs> but but you well, know it, what I mean. I it's, think, 
it's a valid point. Like people, I don't know why, but it, it happened last season where we thought we're going to walk the league. In fact, did you? See, I don't know if you saw it. It was like a tweet of um, one of the predictions for the season was we were going to go with the season unbeaten. If we did that, let alone me asking Darren Moore to go unbeaten, Jesus Christ, I don't know why I'm, I'm not running Wednesday myself because there's, there's no way on earth we could have asked him to do that. All I care about is promotion. I don't care how we do it. I don't care in whatever manner it takes. I just want us to do it. That's all I care about. Yeah. I'm not bothered about, you know what, uh, let's look at all these 6-0 wins we did to get there. It's like, if we've had to grind out 1-0 wins every game, I don't care. Rotherham yeah. did that. Wigan, pre- Wigan were pretty much um, down and out for quite a while until they switched it back on and they uh, started grinding out games and they got themselves promoted and they won, uh, they won the league. Um, yeah, I, t- I, t- I totally agree with that. We just want to get to the, the end goal. Elliot, do stay there. Nick's got his hand up. I just want to come to him uh, quickly. Hi, yeah. Uh, Thank you. Uh, thanks, James. Yeah, just a, a follow-up point, really, from um, what, what Ellie was saying there is I do, I think, early early to mid-January, possibly end of January, when we've had the uh, the transfer window, but after we've got the Christmas period out of the way, I, I do genuinely believe the strength of our squad and the depth of our squad will show. You, you said right at the start, Ipswich are picking up injuries, Plymouth are picking up injuries, and I do think this is where, you know, we're talking about Darren Moore playing the long game, if you like. I do think this is where how we set up our season will really, fingers crossed, come into fruition because you look at Plymouth, they went off like an absolute rocket, just like they did last season. Would you have backed them conceding a late goal at Plymouth? I just wonder if the fixture schedule now and maybe their lack of squad depth is starting to show in the tiring towards the end of games. Um, yeah, I think I think yeah, I, I think you bang right there as you know with, with that uh, Nick. It is like, like I said, I keep saying it the long game and stuff, and where we've got players now that have that have played you know ten games. All right, it might be off the off the bench and what have you, but they're, they're getting that game time. How many times do you see players come into the into the side and the excuses they've not they, you know they've not had enough competitive football to be up to speed, whereas there's no excuse for our players, is there, Nick? No, no, absolutely. And, and you know, the conversation we've just had is, you know, we're in very, very talented footballer, um, but with the strength of our midfield and the depth of our midfield, we're not absolutely chomping at the bit to, to get him back because we've, and, and Darren Moore's mixed up Windass a lot this season in terms of dropping Windass into that, you know, more attacking position, which um, to almost gives you a, a seventh midfielder as an option, if you like. And I know you've said on the pod about, and we've talked about it all season, this fabled 20 goal a season, man, but can you imagine if if we were Peterborough, for example, and we got Johnson, Clark, Harris up front, you're thinking, fucking hell, he's doing great. He's scored 12 goals already, however many he's got. If he broke his leg, we'd absolutely be shitting ourselves. We'd be thinking, right, where are the goal's coming from? Because now he's gone. I just can't see it happening. And and I, I suppose you'd probably see that in, in a squad, if you like. They they might start looking around going, who's going to step up here, lads? Um, and I know, have, have, have Plymouth lost a, a... Well, I know Ipswich have got the depot out. Um, from what I saw, John Jules, I think, is, is out injured. And I think one of Plymouth's top, top um, goal scorers has gone out injured. So... Yeah, I do, well, really. it, it, Marcus Harness was the one that went off uh, yesterday yes, was, as well for Ipswich. Uh, Plymouth have yeah got quite a few that are, that are injured as well. Which yeah, like I said, it's uh, it's one of the things that happens, isn't it? And I think we you know we got we've, we've been bit by that for many seasons. Obviously, uh, Darren Moore saw it firsthand last season, and I think he's just trying his 
you know best to try and manage it the best way that he can and, and you know you can't you can't stop him you know definitively obviously it looks like that uh Windass has picked up a little bit of a knock I don't know how um how serious that is obviously we'll find out on on Friday on the on the press conference of of course but uh but yeah uh, Nick cheers cheers pal um thank you Nick Elliot, do do stick do stick around. I've got Aaron and Mandy as well. They want to come to Mandy. I'll come to you. Uh, thanks for waiting. Uh, do really appreciate it. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, fine, thank you. What do you want to talk about, Mandy? I had a couple of good. I had a couple of points, but I just wanted to follow up on something that um, Nick and uh, I think Elliot said as well. Yeah, go on. Um, firstly, I don't think the football this season has been that bad overall. Um, I think we are being a bit grittier than we were last season and we're maybe not um, scoring as freely in some of the games. But if you look at like, how many times have we said we don't score tappings or we only score worldies this season? Um, you yeah. know, you've got Baz and, and Josh Windass just pinging balls all over the place when they're in their groove. You've got Fizz who picks up the ball and runs and we're all cheering for it. You know, Byers, when he plays, he gets the ball and, he's automatically looking up and forward and thinking, what can I do with this, you know? So I don't think we've been overall bad. I think we're just being a little bit more smart than we were last year and we're not going full tilt like Plymouth and Ipswich maybe are. And they've already started to see injuries and like you say, they look like they're getting tired at the end of games. Whereas everyone says, oh, we haven't got out of second gear yet or, you know, we haven't got even into third gear. But... I think that's management and it is Darren Moore playing the long game and using the squad rotation and hopefully come come May we'll be saying that was a that was a brilliant way to play it. But we're not getting that tired, we're not getting as many injuries touchwood so far as we were last season. I know there's the defence thing, but that's just Wednesday, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is that. I mean, you're, you're right. When you, when you look at some of the results, you know, five uh, 0 against Forest Green, three um, 0 against Cheltenham at home. Um, well, well, yeah, exactly. Got? Yeah, there's, there's lots of games. But yeah. I think, I think, I do kind of agree though. The football sometimes isn't attractive, but it's just it's effective. You don't have to always, yeah. you know, you don't get style points, do you? You don't get points for exactly. the way that you score the goal. All right, it looks. Well, good. I was going to say as well, it's not rugby. You don't get extra points for scoring more goals. You know, yeah. uh, if we if we if we'd won, I think we've won twelve games this season, and if we'd won them all five 0 we wouldn't have any extra points for it. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, if, I, if we can I, I, do just enough and get the points and move on, then th- that's what we need to do at this point of the season. I mean, Plymouth and Ipswich have gone at it, Phil Tilton. They've got what one or three more points than us, and they've scored maybe four or five more goals than us. Yeah, so what have right, they yeah. really got for it come the end of the season? You know, if if we lose out by three points and they've got over a hundred points, then what can you do about that? Do you know what I mean? But I just think it's it's smart play, and I think Darren's built the team around what we were doing wrong last season, and so that means that we do have to play a little bit more tough football, and we do have to be a little bit more. Um, defensive minded in some in some areas but then how many times last season were we saying oh for fuck's sake we've 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 conceded from a corner again we need better defenders <laughs> we need people to put their body behind the ball and then people are putting their body behind the ball and we're going well this isn't as good football as it was last year but yeah. we're not conceding from set pieces yeah I think <laughs> and we're not conceding sloppy goals like we were last year yeah how many times have me and Liam said that you know we're, uh, we're ticking boxes or Darren Moore's certainly ticking boxes all the things that we were complaining about last season and maybe the season before or even seasons before Darren Moore was here 
he's slowly but surely just ticking them all off. You know, the, the what was it? The not winning away, no, not coming from behind, away from home. That's that box has been ticked. You know, winning ugly. We're doing that now. You know, the, 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 I can. The list goes on of all the different things that that we're starting to do, and Darren Moore's kind of bring into the four and um and everything it's uh obviously it's great to see yeah, exactly what was your what was your other point that you were going to make so, yeah my, my original point was going to be about Darramore actually i mean anyone who's in the patreon group will know that i'm very definitely with liam in the in the Darramore in camp i think he's brilliant <laughs> um, but just I must there's, admit, there's a lot I must about admit, the club that feels better. Yeah, I must admit, we, sometimes it gets a bit heated in there, of course. Obviously, all good <laughs> chat and all good debate. And when you come along and you kind of just like calm everyone down and go, look, let, let's let's just, let's just, you know, when, when it's been a draw, no, the draws against Bristol Rovers and the draw against uh, uh, Lincoln as well. It's like, let's just take stock of where we are a minute. So, yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, he's, he's, he's the second best manager we've ever had, literally ever, in, in terms of points and, and win percentage so how can you really argue with that um a lot of people would say that just, look, we are in league one um yeah but we've been in league one before and no one said that last time <laughs> when yeah. we got promoted from league one last time no one said oh well it's only league one did they they were all wearing t-shirts me included that said this city is ours because we beat beat the blades to get there do you know what i mean it's it's um it's 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 kind of weird i don't know where it's come from this whole we're only in league one because we've like I say, we've been there before um, and, and we've got out of the league usually at the second time I'm asking when we've been there before. Uh, but I think I think everyone's just so desperate to get out of this league that they, they automatically go negative when things don't go perfectly. But I think Joe Crown put something up this week that said we've got the best start of a season since like the 80s. Yeah, it's unheard of, um, isn't it, for us to be where we are. I weren't I won born the last time we were this good at this stage of the season, do you know what I mean? Neither was I. Uh, <laughs> Exactly. And most of us weren't, you know, there's a few people and there's a couple sat behind me in this house stand that are like always moaning and always saying, oh, the glory days and all that. But I think I think we genuinely will appreciate this season only at the end of it. Yeah, if look, we get out of this league. Look, I, I, I was born in 89 and obviously I've said it a few times, like my early memories of when we got relegated out of the out of the Premier League. So in, in theory, I, I've only known Sheffield Wednesday when we're shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, but it's only it's only downhill from there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You know, but obviously, you know, this year, year some people, I say glory years. You know, my, my glory years is like, you know, Going to Cardiff and uh, and beating Hartlepool and and you know going to going to Wembley and not beating Hull. Do you know what I mean that's that's as yeah, that's yeah. as good as we've uh, as we've got from you know from the time that we're following. So I think yeah, we've, I think we've, we've got, got a realistic it. chance of actually winning this league though. I think I think Plymouth and Ipswich don't have the squad depth that we have. Oh, man, and put, I think put, that'll put, start you, to show. You've put your neck on the line there, saying that we're going to uh, we're going to win the I, league. I said we've got a realistic chance. <laughs> I didn't say we're definitely going to win it. I'm not I'm not one to jinx it. I know I know what it's like spotting Wednesday, but um, I genuinely do think that Plymouth and Ipswich will fall apart. And like like you say, Plymouth were top this time last year, and they didn't make it. And you know, Rotherham were what nine points clear in February last year, and they still managed to almost throw it away. So a lot can change in a, in a small amount of time, but we're, we're doing what we could, should be doing and we've got a better points average. The only other thing I wanted to talk about, and I'll get off because other people quickly on top, but um, on Extra Time and, and the previous pod, there's a lot of talk about the strikers and not scoring goals. Yep. Um, and I think previously, a few weeks ago, you talked about, you did some stats and said that I think it takes on average eight, eight shots to score a goal in this league. Yeah. And we were pretty much up there. Yeah. Um, 
and the strikers, I think I think you said Smith this week was on like four shots to score a goal. But the main point I wanted to make was that if everybody's scoring, like the midfielders and, you know, I know we've only just got Mark McGuinness with his centre-half goal, but if everybody is scoring, then the strikers can't also score because then we would be scoring like five, six goals a game and that's just not realistic. Yeah, I get that. So but, but... having people chipping in is a good thing. Oh, yeah, And of if course. we're scoring 25 yards, 35 yard shots, then it's not getting anywhere near the strikers, is it? So that you can't blame them for not scoring when they didn't have the ball. I get I get that. But I think, I think what, <laughs> what we were kind of saying at the weekend was, I, I don't think it would go amiss if you... If, if, Windass, Gregory and Smith, if they had, you know, they've probably all had chances where it would have been easy for them to score three more goals. I totally get what you're saying. If you're not having the shots, like, for example, Smith didn't have one shot at the weekend against Shrewsbury at all. And he obviously played mm. the full, the did he, did he come off? I can't remember. But he certainly obviously played the vast majority of the game, if not all of the game. I think, yeah, I don't think he did come off, did he? Anyway, by the by. Mm. Um you know, then, then fair enough. He's not, getting the minutes, isn't he? If not the goals. Yeah, if he's not, if, if, if he's not, yeah. if he's not having a shot, then fair enough. But there has been, a t- you know, chances. I, I mentioned him. You know, Bristol Rovers comes to mind when uh, mm. you know the, the header from Smith. There's also a, uh, a header from Windass where really should be in the back of the net. So point point I'm trying to make yeah, is yeah. is like yes, we're you know we're having a hell of a lot more shots. I think. As, it's, it's a weird one. If you look at like the, the, the XG, I know people don't like XG and stuff like that, but we're, we're massively overachieving in terms of the amount of goals we've scored, mainly because of all the worldies we score. But mm. then there is also big chances that we are missing. I know Barry Bannon's not a striker, but you look at the, the, the chance uh, at the weekend where he's, you know, effectively through one-on-one with the keeper and I know it's a good save and everything so you can't I were off my seat thinking that were a goal uh, I was uh, with you I was, I I was asked, there I said I look like a right so I stood up and I was like, <laughs> arms aloft I thought that was going to be back of the net 2-0 game over but you know alas same, back, you know, the, the, keeper, the keeper thwarted him but, but yeah I just think that I know you can't have the best of both worlds, um, you know, twenty goal a season striker, and but I, I just don't think when people say other people are scoring, so it's not a problem. I get that, but uh, I don't. I don't think they're both mutually exclusive. I, I think you, you you can still have someone, but then again, you know, Johnson Clark Harris probably will score twenty goals this season. I'm sure they would happily swap where they are for where we are right now. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think Liam made a point. I think it was Liam who made the point the next time. It might be Jack, but saying that um, those 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 strikers who have scored eight or nine goals have played twice as many games as Smith or Gregory have. So actually, if they had played twice as many games, they probably would be on eight or nine goals. Um, but yeah, my only disappointment with Smith, and I think he's a much better footballer than I expected him to be. Mm. Um, he's faster than I thought my, as well. He's got a bit of yeah, pace to him, hasn't he? And his and his positioning sometimes is is far better than you would expect from seeing you know what little we saw of him last season for playing for Rotherham. But I have been slightly disappointed with his headers, um, being <laughs> a target man, and, and we've been getting the crosses in. He, he seems to get his head on them, but he just can't seem to find the net with an don't, header. Don't talk ever. Don't talk to Jack <laughs> about the uh, uh, about about his headers and what have you. He, he, uh, <laughs> he's cushioned header in the six yard box. I'm going to say he thinks he's got a, got a pillow that straps his head, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he does, yeah. That, he's, got to, you know, he's got to bring it down and cushion it in the in the middle of the park, but he just needs to kind yeah, he of... he gets his head on it and then he just can't seem to find the net with it. It's bizarre. It's funny as well. You saw he's... him heading goals all, all season last season. I don't know what, what actual percentage of his goals were headed last season, but he seemed to score a fair few headers from watching, you know, the Football League show and that. 
and and he doesn't see he, do, he doesn't seem to be able to score headers for us. Yeah, it's he's a bizarre one, isn't it? To, to be fair, um, Elliot's got his hand up. Oh, uh, man, yeah, that, that was all I had to say anyway. So go, thank on, you. go on, Liam. Before Elliot, I was just piece. gonna I was gonna pick up kind of on on your first point. To be fair, uh, you know when we're talking about obviously mindset and the defenders and stuff like that. Um, in that last season, do you think? Obviously, we did have individual errors, and do you think? Do you think like at the end of the game, like end of games, that was kind of in the mind in that we might concede a few, so we carried on going for it. Whereas this season, we seem to be able to trust two goal, lead, even a one goal lead. You know, we take it off and think we can defend this, and we know we can defend this. So there's a bit more trust and belief in that. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, you yeah, know, I definitely do. I think the clean sheets helps that as well. You know, having like half of our games being clean sheets means that the the trust can be there for the defenders. Whereas last season, especially with like the set pieces, I know we all talked about it a lot last season, but I think there was that kind of feeling of fragility almost of like we're, we're going to throw this away in the last 10 minutes with a with a scrappy goal from a corner and it's all going to be for nothing you know and there were that many draws last season uh, especially in the first half of the season that you just didn't think we could we could win a game but I think this season we're, we're stronger and I think again that comes down to Darren Moore and the recruitment largely um, we've talked about whether Hutch is a better footballer than, than Hennigan was at the start of the season you know and it might not be but actually Hennigan was effective and McGuinness is effective, you know, and even uh, Van Mike, uh, he had <laughs> he had one bad game, but the rest of the time I think he's been solid. So, yeah, I think there is that trust there that we can manage with a one-goal lead and see the game out or, you know, we don't have to just go helpful ever and, and have to score four or five goals to win a game. Yeah, you mentioned about set-piece goals uh, as well, conceded. We've conceded just three goals from set pieces so far this season and the way that compares with with the rest uh, there's only um well there's five teams that have conceded less in, and and that's two uh Plymouth Barnsley Derby Lincoln and Accrington Stanley uh whereas this team such as Bristol Rovers who've conceded nine from uh from set pieces as well I think the other the other thing it, it shows you the that the the xg from set piece and I think ours is the actually ours is the lowest in just well, we, we should concede just less than two goals. Obviously, we've conceded three, but everyone else is like in the five, six, sevens, and what have you. So, what, what all that's meaning is that when when teams are having set pieces, they're not creating any chances. We, you know, we're we're you know we have a clearing the ball or all the chances that they have, we're we're limiting them to you know headers from maybe 10, 12, 13 yards or whatever, as opposed to you know good chances in the six yard box which you know I'm sure Darren Moore looks at all these sorts of stats like he'd be I suppose he'd be mad not to and I think modern, he's a numbers man isn't he oh yeah 100% <laughs> we you know can, that. You, yeah you can see that just by the, the players that he's signed he, he's like you know I, I don't think he probably I don't think he went to watch any of the players he just literally looked at the uh, you know looked at the stats who was, at, who was at the top we'll have him and I mean it's clearly working at the moment in terms of the, you know where we are in the uh, in the league, uh, I did say we're going to come to Elliot. Um, Elliot, you've got your hand up, pal. Um, Man- Mandy, thank you very much. Do stick around because I want to hear who, who, your, who your lone players are that you've uh, that you've fallen <laughs> in love with. Uh, go on, Elliot. Yeah, just to build on on that point, I think um, as well. I think what's good about this season and the depth and the players that we've got is everybody just seems to just do a job. 
Um, I think last season when we started picking up injuries, we really, really felt it, how bad we... Uh, like when Gregory was out, we had nothing up front. We had Camberry who couldn't even tie his own shoelaces. Um, <laughs> and Berahino were just ineffective for... Stu- he, he scored a few goals right at the end when it probably didn't matter. Um but I think this season, like, like, obviously, I wish Smith to score more and I want Gregory to, to start kicking on. I'm obviously, um, it is a little bit frustrating that they don't score as, as much as I'd like them to as strikers. But they're doing a job and that's all you can really ask for. It's like, if they're winning corners, which leads to McGuinness scoring a goal, um, if they're assisting it over to Bannon just to, to tap it in, you can't ask for much more in a way. Um, they are doing... A really good job at the minute of like what they are being asked to do. I mean, I'm praying Chancery signs McGuinness. That would be a phenomenal signing if we pulled it off. It'd be quite a bit of money though because of his age and um, I don't think Cardiff. I think Cardiff signed him last season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's in he's in contract till 2024, I think. Yeah, so it, it's um, it, it's. It'd be a tough one, um, and obviously I know Darren Moore said he wants him um, to be signed. That would be a big sign if we pulled that off. It, it'd require a lot, though. So I'd be very shocked if we did it. Um, but I think everyone's just done a job. If yeah. I was honest, this season, I think that's the important thing, which we've probably not done um, last season. It, it was kind of you had you had your star players in Gregory and um, I think Byers and obviously Johnson was really good at Bannon and uh, I think there were a lot of other players that were really being carried in that team I mean Jordan's story was fantastic last season I, I really did hope we signed him this season because he was that good but everyone kept raving about Harley Dean uh, uh, I did still wasn't that impressed he, he was good but I think McGuinness has been uh, and story were just worlds apart on quality hence why Story plays week in, week out championship now because of he is a quality player. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, cheers for that, uh, Elliot. We've got Jem and Aaron. Uh, Aaron's been waiting for a, for a while, so Jem, I'll, I'll come to you in a second, Jem. Uh, Aaron, how are you, pal? You all right? All right, mate, yeah. Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. What do you want to talk about, Aaron? There's just a couple of points. Um, when I'm on the way back in the car, me and my dad listen to um, Praise or Grumble. And listening to some Wednesday nights on there, it's like, who cares if we're only winning one nil? Like I don't care how good the football is, because I was listening to some of them. They were just, they were just complaining how about the football weren't good and how it were dodgy in some parts of the game. But if we're winning one nil, why would you care? Yeah, I, I get that. But do, do you not? Know, I suppose there's, there's different types of football fans, isn't there? There's, yeah, I, yeah, I suppose those that are ringing praise of grumble are going to be. Um, you know, harder than Wednesday nights. You're not going to get those that are just coming for yeah. you know to watch watch one match, I guess, and trying to be entertained. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, 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 we'd all love to watch attractive football and win five yeah, nil. But I suppose, I suppose the result at the end. You know, once you sit down, all I, I care about is three points. Do you not think that you know? So, you know, we're riding his luck a little bit in 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 some games, or do you think I that think we're, we've got some enough? parts of games we are? But at the end of the day, if Chef Wednesday get three points and we keep climbing the table and keep putting pressure on Plymouth and Ipswich, then honestly, I don't care as long as we get the three points. Aaron, last season, I'm going to ask you to, like a, a, a question about. Uh, I'll yeah. ask you that in a second. Like last season, 
did you think that we'd get promoted at any point during the season at all? In, I'd say from about, I think it was March to the end of the season when we had like a good couple of, uh, some good runs, I thought it's on. And what, then what, like, aut- automatics, or do you think we're just yeah, going to do automatics, it? Because me and my dad were saying like, from March to the end of the season, we were saying we're going to do it. We're going to get automatics. And then obviously it came down to, obviously we didn't secure automatics, but even in the playoffs, I was confident enough that we'd do it through playoffs. And do you th- do you, I, I'm guessing, well, are you, are you more confident this season that we're going to do it? I'm well confident we're going to do it because I think Joe with like Ipswich and Plymouth slipping up, uh, slipping up, I think we've got a massive chance. If we just keep going how we're going, I think we'll be second before Christmas. What, what do you think's changed though, Aaron, like from last season? Um, I know obviously, like I said before, I know these are different players and things like that, but what what has changed? I think last season it was more of we've we've got because I think we had a, one of the best teams in the league last season. And I think the players were just too overconfident and thought, oh yeah, we'll breeze it. And I think so did Darren Moore. But Joe after them, like the games that we did drop points where we shouldn't have dropped points, they've gone right, look. These games now, you just grit it and you just go at it and just bite down and just go at it. So I think we're a lot more. We've just got a lot more spark and a lot more de- like determination to go out in them like tough games like Port Vale, um, Lincoln, and just go at it and try and get whatever we can. Yeah, I totally agree. Aaron, do stick around, mate. Like I said, we'll talk Cheers, about uh, loan players in a sec. I just want to bring Jem on as well. Jem, how are you? All right. Hi. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you very much. Um, I'm guessing you was there at the weekend against Shrewsbury. What did you make of it all? Um, it wasn't a classic. I think my dad always sends a summary text out to a few mates afterwards, <laughs> and it was like it's a sort of game that 30 seconds after you've left the ground, you forget about, but you're still happy you got three points. Yeah, um, I, I, but- I agree with that. Although I was saying to Steve after the game that yes, you're right, you forget about the game, but I do think that these, these 1-0 wins, mm. they, they're going to be the ones that at the end of the season, you're going to look back and go, you know, if you like, when you reflect on it, you go, that yeah. you know, they were, that, were the, that, that was a key game. Don't feel like it now, or, or, but it certainly don't feel like it at the end, you know, when, when the final whistle goes. But I think, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It, it, I think looking back, you'll go, right, no, the cliche, we keep, we keep saying it, we'd have lost that last season. And you, you do look you do look to those, you know, especially when you, you know, look at last season, Hey up. mate, even even Clinton said it on our light show, didn't he? <laughs> <it? laughs> <laughs> Good old Clinton, yeah. But yeah, you, you know, you look back and go, you know, picks up one point against Shrewsbury, we beat him now. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, yeah. if you want to look at that direct comparison, totally. And it's like, it's, I mean, I agree completely with everything Aaron just said. Actually, like, it doesn't matter how we win, if it's dull, if it's exciting. Obviously, we'd rather win five, six, and every week that'd be awesome. But that's not going to happen. So if we can win boring and ugly but win 1-0 every week, all right, it will be not as exciting. But hey, watching Barry Bannon lift the trophy at the end of the season, I'll take that with a boring season in the lead up to it. Would, That's fine by me. Would you, if we did win every game 1-0, would there not be that part of you where you're like, oh, Christ, it's like the, the run's going to end at some point? Or, or well, yeah, would but you... Even- even if even if we were winning 4-0 every week, it's Wednesday. The run's going to come to at some point. Let's be honest. Like, yeah, I'd rather, but I'll take three points. I don't care how it comes, and if the boy, if the boys go out there and keep a clean sheet and they get three points, they're never going to get criticised by me ever. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, what what did you th- you know? 
we were holding on, weren't we, for the last 20 minutes. So it kind of, Wind- yeah. Windass came on, Gregory came, uh, sorry, Windass came off, Greg- Gregory came on. It looked like that we didn't really know what we were doing at, at, you know, at times. And obviously they kind of, you know, chucked the uh, kitchen sink, including Shea Dunkley at it. Obviously he went up front and everything. Do you, which, are you glass half full or glass half empty? Are, are you looking at thinking, oh, oh we're... Um- I'm always glass half full. I've got, yeah, I'm always positive. It's like, yes, okay, they they had a game plan and obviously sat where I do, the as, as some of you know, right behind the home dugout, but you see the away dugout. They had a clear game plan. It was to sit in the fourth official's ear and to time waste and make sure they were still in it at the end of the game and then get into fifth gear with the last 10, 15 minutes. That was their plan. So and that's then they executed it perfectly, bar the corner. So the fact that they could have got a point at the end by upping the gears, it was their game plan perfect. But we've got the depth, like Mandy said, we've got the depth and strength in the squad come off the bench, and I just I I, don't, I wasn't worried. Yes, they can have chance after chance after chance, but there was something about it where I was comfortable I didn't feel panicked like last season last season even 2-0 up you're thinking oh this isn't enough this just isn't enough but the confidence in the defense and in the keeper like this Stockdale I've got more confidence in him than any other keeper we've had for a very very long time that save he pulled off the end was sensational yeah for me it's it's just that kind of how many times have we seen other teams even this season to be fair you know, the, the, how many times you you look at the stats, blocked shots? It's like sometimes in the double figures for mm-hmm. the blocks that we've the, the the other team have made, and it looks like you know that they're, they're putting you know the almost like the lives on the line, you know, to kind of yeah. stop the ball from going in the back of the net. You know, especially some of these like lesser sides, like let's say. And I, I've just looked in times I've looked at us and thinking we don't do that. I know sometimes we don't get into them positions to be able to do that, um, which is obviously a good thing. But I just think that sometimes we, you know, we've conceded some, some goals in the past. And you think, oh, that, you know, could you have done a little bit more? Whereas in that game on Saturday, there was none of that. Do you know what I mean, they, 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 everyone to a man was you know yeah. throwing. You know, I think you know um, Jack obviously waxing lyrical about Ehequa. There was one instance where you know it, it, there was a block and then a tackle and then a then a header like immediately yeah. after and it, you know you, you can't say that they're not you, obviously every footballer would say they're trying but I just feel like in that in that instance in the last twenty minutes they were all hands to the pump just to try and you know to stop you know to, to not concede a goal. Oh yeah, I mean Bannon put a, he went on a mass run, sprinted his little legs as fast as they'd go, and he put in a huge block at the end, and it kind of went a bit unnoticed, a little bit because it was in amongst a melee of other blocks. But yeah, every single player is going out on that pitch now, and and they are if you if you're not basically willing to bleed for the shirt, then Darren Moore says bye. Yeah, it, it, it's a fantastic attitude amongst the squad at the moment that I think we probably had 75% of that attitude last year, but there were one or two that still weren't really that bothered. And I think we're probably about 95% of the squad now that are willing to put their bodies on the line. There's one or two that I'm still sceptical about. Go on then, who are they, they, Gem? Go on. (laughs) You can't say say that and not not call them out. I'm going to be controversial. Go on then. While, while While this contract malarkey is going on and it's all an absolute fast from the agent is Fizz going to put his body on the line the way that Bannon does I don't think he is 
Um, I think he's sensational and I'm happy for him to play, but I don't think he would put his body and risk an injury the way that some of the other players are willing to do at the moment. You probably do see that as well when people are coming up to the, the, the latter stages of the, the contract. Obviously, people, yeah. you know, if you're in the latter stages of your career, it probably doesn't matter as, as much. But, uh, what's that? What's happening there? I've, I've no idea what that was. So I do. I've got no idea. It was it was me doing a soundboard clap thing to agree with what you said about fizz. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> I thought I was going to get shot for saying that. Christ, I shit myself then. That was so loud then. I'm like, what the I hell's thought, happening there? I, thought torrential rain. <laughs> I did. I didn't realise it would be that loud, so I do apologise. <laughs> anyway, um, it's, all, it's all live here. It's not pre-recorded. This one. <laughs> It's totally, it's totally thrown me. Oh yeah, fizz and uh, and go on, go on then, Liam. I'm just going. I'm backtracking a little bit, yeah. But obviously, Gem, I know you go to the majority of the games. If not, you've mm. been to probably all of them this season. And it was a conversation that I had um, mainly with Granville. I sit with, him. and there was a few others as well, actually, like walking away from the ground. But I think obviously Saturday was happens to the pump. But I think that's other than MK Don's away this season. I can't think of, I think a lot of people are thinking back to last season because I, I've not, you know, even for example, when we were trying to push for a win against Lincoln and maybe Bristol, maybe not so much Bristol, they might have a couple of chances, but I, I've not been, I've not felt worried like I did on yeah. Saturday, maybe other than MK Don's away. And I don't know, I, I, I personally don't think we have when we've been protecting a, a one goal lead or droid and trying to get a win. I just wondered what you thought on that. Yeah, I I definitely the the tension, the anxiety, the nerves are like we we've been talking about this amongst the season ticket holders I sit with. And yeah, it yes, it creeps in occasionally a few times this season, but nowhere near like last year. Last year I was spent most of the season petrified because two nil was never enough. But I mean, maybe that, maybe that also, I mean, this, well, this opens up a whole other topic, but you guys have probably spoken about it. I'm joining late, but that probably is a massive contributing factor to the crowd as well. But it feels comfortable. I feel totally relaxed with the defenders, with the goalkeeper. You know, we've even got strikers who are willing to track back and defend. We haven't historically had that. There are plenty of strikers that we all think are the best thing since sliced bread but can they defend no whereas we've got three that are prepared to get back and defend now and i just think that's amazing yeah i think you're right there mandy you've got your hand up yeah i was just going to say that i, I agree with jim that you know we've got players who look more willing to to fight for the the points and, and not to concede um and i think part of that is that we've got some of the signings that we've made this season are from teams that have been battling so if you look at Hennigan and you look at the sometimes the Robin boys and you know um they they've been used to having to fight more. Um but I think it's been comfortable. That's why we noticed that the like Liam said, we haven't looked like conceding in the goals where we've been ahead in the games where we've been ahead this season. So the last ten minutes at Shrewsbury did feel a bit nervy because we're not kind of used to that feeling this year as much as we were last year. Um, but the other thing I was going to say, and what I put my hand up for, was when Jim said, you know, we've got we've got players who want to fight for it and are, and are willing to go all out. I don't know if you saw it, but there was an interview with Stockdale after the, I think it was the Accrington game, and he's like, yeah, you want your team to win, and I like the banter with the fans and that, but I want my team to win more. 
And that was yeah. like kind of embodied how we are this season. We're like, we're not going to roll over. Like maybe we did a bit too easy last season. We, we haven't got that maybe naivety where we weren't quite expecting League One to be as tough as it was last season. But this season, we know exactly how tough it is. We've recruited specifically for how tough it is. And it seems like the boys are actually enjoying that bring it on we, we've got more than you've got kind of mentality yeah I think, I think you're right which we definitely weren't last season yeah 100% I think as well you know you look at Stockdale you know, he's been around the block for how long he's been been around for, and he's he's had promotions with Hull and, and Brighton as well. Obviously, I know we beat him in the in the playoffs, and he has had playoff heartbreak. You know, as as recent as last season and what have you. But you know, he's been there and done that. You know, Equa, Michael Smith both got promoted last season. Again, they've done that, so they can they can share that experience of of how you know how they did it with with the Rotherham uh, you know Rotherham team and you know when how Stockdale did it with his Brighton side uh, uh, you know a few years ago and what have you. So yeah, you've, we've got to take got to take that as, as positives. And you know, Dan Wells brought those those players in with think, those experiences within that as well. Do you think um, you know, like for example? Maybe Fizz, but Backinson, Fizz, there's a few young players there as well that'll want to prove themselves and get that, what they're telling them about. Do you know what I mean? Then we've obviously got Bannon and Palmer who are Wednesday through and through as well. So yeah, 100%. I think it's just a good environment and a good squad for kind of everything, really. Yeah, I mean, it's, an, as old, much as, it's an old squad. I think average age is about 29, I think, for most of the playing uh, <laughs> You know, the, the, the size that we're putting out, which I think Stockdale is a massive contributing factor to that. Is, what is it, about 45 years old? Or <laughs> <laughs> certainly looks it anyway. But uh, but yeah, let's go, let's come to Alex and then we'll we'll move on to the lone players that we've uh, fallen in love with. Go on, Alex, you've got your hand up. Yeah, sorry. Um, two things, really. It was, first of all, to apologise for the uh, the clap. <laughs> it's, all right. um, it's all right. Yeah, I, I tried to do the, um, you know, where you sort of, yeah, if you go on to sort of the, the heart plus thing on the on the bottom and then sort of do it. I tried to do that and then it would just, yeah. So I, I apologise for that. Um, <laughs> but going, going back to what, we, what um, Jen was talking about with Fizz, where I really interrupted. Um, you know, it's like, you, you, let's be honest, if he has got something waiting in the wings and by the way that he's playing, um, maybe he, he doesn't want to get injured and that's why he's not putting the ball on the line. But I just want to play something now. It's, it's two seconds long. Right, and it's a touchy subject for the for the guy who's done it, but you you'll see what I mean. You've got to fucking die to get three points. You know, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry I had to play that, but the absolute <laughs> truth, you know, and Bannon and Palmer will know it. And and unfortunately, wherever you're playing, you know, especially at a club like Wednesday, you really do have to die to get three points. You really got to come off that. Fit. And I know. I'm like bloody 16 stone and, you know, and I'm an absolute fat bastard, but you've got <laughs> coming off that pitch, you know, almost throwing up, you know, because you've, you've absolutely worked for it. And, you know, well, I think that resonates with the fans, doesn't it? If when you, yeah. when you look at, you know, Jose Semedo wasn't the best player, uh, technically that we, that we've ever had, but he always gave 110% every, exactly. every game. And how many times have we seen it with managers as well? You know, everyone loves Gary Megson, Mainly for the fact that you know kissing the badge and you know running up and down the touchline. Same with Brian Laws when he was you know against United, like on his knees and what have you. You remember those things, and and like I said, that that sometimes give you an extra an extra couple of points for the uh, you know t- towards the fans and stuff like that. And you can kind of sometimes forgive a few things 
just because of the passion that they uh, that they give. Of course, you know, you need the quality to go with it as well. In, in, Do you think? In, course, yeah. I was going to say earlier as well, when we kind of talked about the squad and the signings and whatever else, and I can't, it might have been Elliot who said we had the best, if one of, if not the best squad last season or maybe starting 11. But do you think this year we've got more quality in depth, but are there, do you think last season we had more better individual players? So like you'd say, Hutch, Story at that point, whatever, whatever. Whereas now we've maybe not got as, yeah, higher he's, quality. He's, We've not got as higher quality individuals, maybe. Not saying that they're not quality that we have signed, but have we got more of a? Yeah, it's, it's condensed in it. Level, if you, if you, if a you, more level ability. If that yeah, makes if sense. You, if you rank, if you ranked all the squad, it's, it's condensed in it into the, the the differential between the the top players and the. The lesser players, let's let's say that we've got, is a lot closer than what it was before. We haven't got any cam, you know. I don't think we've got a Camberry in the side. Do you know what I mean we haven't got a, a Berahino in terms of the performances that he's giving? You know, um, uh, touchy subject, but you know, Patterson probably doesn't uh, in terms of the output. I know he doesn't get really get given a good chance or whatever, and maybe Dominic Iorfa's had you know struggled in some games. But other than that, I don't think there's any other player that that we can put in there that anyone would say you know he's not good enough to to play. Even that you know, all right, Wilkes is not really shone uh, when he's been not being given a chance, albeit no, he's not being given a load of chances. But you've even got Mighton now. Obviously, he's getting in in the goals and had a had a good game on on Saturday. So yeah, you're probably you're probably right in that. You know, I think that 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 comes down to it. You know, the the fact that no matter what team we choose, I know we had that meltdown. When when Pato started up front, I can't forget what who we who we played against. Were it Mork? No, it weren't Morkham. I forget who it was, but anyway. Um but other than that, I think generally on the whole it's been it's been all right. Right, let, let's let's Gemma, I know you've got your hand up, but let's just move on to uh, lone players that we've fallen in love with, because if not, we could be here until eleven o'clock at night, to be fair. Um Liam, I, I've I've said I've fallen in love with Mark McGuinness. I shouldn't do, he's only played eleven games, but I think he's absolutely class. Uh, go on then lone players that you fall in love with who, who, yeah, who kind fair, of sticks I, out for you I'm, I'm getting there with James as well this season yeah I like I like them James but previously Mate, Liam, you, Liam you can't have any more favourite <laughs> players I can't because I can't literally we'll, squad, it, I? well it, I think it's half at squad already to be fair uh, it probably uh, isn't it because I don't <laughs> think we even included Palmer on last one but anyway. no, Palmer Patterson Byers uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James. Yeah, who else we had to list? <laughs> go on. Hennigan, <laughs> yeah, that's another one, yeah. All the ones that are um, injured. Anyway, go on. Ben Marshall. Oh, yeah, Ben Marshall. What a player. That interview he's done on Under the Cosh, if you've not listened, listened to it, I don't know if it's a, a free one or whether you have to be on the Patreon or not for that one, but it's a cracking interview, isn't it, to be fair? Like, yeah, what it a guy. was a while ago, but it, it was, it's brilliant, isn't it? 22 games, five goals in the league. Um, on loan from Stoke, what was it, 2011-2012, that was the promotion season, weren't it, to be fair? He just he just had it all, didn't it, Ben Marshall? Yeah, he was good, and he one of them that just seemed to, well, he was just exciting, weren't it? But clearly, um, a natural talent, weren't it, given when you hear, about, think, when you hear about what he did off the pitch. I think, <laughs> um, I think as well, he just, he was one of them that seems to just pop up when maybe we needed him as well. Yeah. With but, either a goal or assist. Yeah, 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 I totally get that hundred, hundred percent. And one, and one that everyone, you know, or one that we were out 
outsider linked with nearly every transfer window for the next five years, and it never happened, did it? Well, apparently <laughs> he wanted to stay, didn't he? To be fair, and then yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. And then he went to just looking now, went to Leicester, Leicester, yeah. Then played over hundred games for Blackburn and Wolves. You know, listening to what he did off the pitch, or like I said, what he didn't do, <laughs> like in terms of training. <laughs> How he got a career in football, well, I have one of them absolutely have no been, idea. If he had have been a bit more... Uh, well, yeah. It, it'd have probably been unbelievable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He must have had that much natural talent yeah, to, to do as well as he did. Sometimes happens all that, doesn't it? You know, people that have got the, got the talent, they don't they don't try in, to a certain extent. And then those that Yeah, or they're that just haven't. Not, they've not got the right... They've not had the right guidance or people around them sometimes, it sounds. Yeah, yeah true. Right, uh, go on, Jim. I'll come, I'll come, I know you had your hand up for something totally else, but go on, lone players that you've fallen in love with. Can be any any lone player. Who, who, who sticks out for you? Oh, Kenwin Jones. Ah, <laughs> I, I thought, I, I, I was waiting how long it was going to take for someone to mention him. Oh, he's just the biggest impact in the shortest amount of time. Just an absolute hero. It was almost like that that run like you was you was hoping well not hoping but you're thinking surely he's not going to score again and then he just mm-hmm. he just did didn't he every single time yeah just just casual it was literally like mic drop moment after every single game it was yeah no that was that was the first bit of glory that I experienced as a Wednesday fan so yeah he, he's just a hero but no this year I've, I'm a complete Reese James and a McGuinness lover so. Well, we've not really... Last season, we had quite a few loan players, didn't we? Almost seemingly every single person was on loan. Whereas mm. he's, he's kind of gone down the route of obviously signing him on a, on a permanent. Maybe that's maybe that's a contributing factor to the whole ethos of the team and everything because they are they are Sheffield Wednesday players. All right, you know, McGuinness is probably one of our better players and he's on loan. James is obviously playing well. He's on loan. Uh, Martin obviously do, doing it as well. So I know they, I know they still do have that... Um, desire and want to win but maybe that is a contributing factor that you know the vast majority of the team they are Wednesday players and you know the fans are you know us we are they're playing for us kind of thing do you know what I mean Definitely. And I think, I mean, McGuinness hasn't, um, I th- I'm sure I saw an interview where he was pretty keen to f- move away from Cardiff permanently, whether it's Wednesday or elsewhere. But Story last season was also very vocal in he wanted a permanent move. So I think the players who want the permanent move are almost like our own signings because they have that same attitude. Whereas the players who are just on loan because they need some minutes under their belt they they don't quite give it that same level of commitment that you want, especially Sheffield Wednesday fans demand from their players. Yeah, I think you have two different types of players that go on loan. You get those that kind of want, you know, the young players that are hungry for for the game time and everything, and then you get those that are trying to perhaps you know they can't get into the side and they're trying to force a move mm. elsewhere, kind of thing. So you, yeah, you do get do get different ones. Uh, Jim, thanks for uh, thanks for that one. Let's come to I'll come to the next person on the list is Elliot. Elliot, go on, who's the lone player that you've fallen in love with over the years? I'm very tempted to say Jacob Butterworth just because he was an absolute <laughs> pure band to watch every week. Um, um, he is probably the, one of the worst, you know, worst players that we've ever had in the entire history. I, I, he was terrible. I, I still didn't get why on earth that was a, a worth it. We, we had three strikers loaned one out to get another midfield that we didn't need, but that, oh God, that would be bizarre. Jay, he played 20 um, games for us. 
and he was rubbish. How, how, we, how, how we played 20 games, I have no idea. We were actually asking to be relegated with him and the... He was so bad. Like, <laughs> why, why was he so bad? Like, no, no, he, 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 must, he must have won his boots in a, in, in a competition or something like that, to be fair. But anyway, go on. Enough of the jokes. <laughs> who's, your, who's your serious uh, man crush? I'd say I'm trying to think cast my mind back for some low I'd, Hector has got to yeah. be up there with probably one of my all time favourite players I think just he was he was our Van Dyke in the back he was he was that great I still to this day gutted that we never signed him uh, we just didn't have the money to pull it off he was class um, weren't he to be fair he just you know he's just everything that you wanted from a from a centre back for me Oh, exactly. He was he was perfect at the back. He was Darren Moore would love to play with with him now. Um, you can just see him fitting perfectly in the team. And obviously, I know he's. I don't know if he's still on trial with Luton. I don't know if he's actually gone to them now. I, I know it was a rumor that we were going to bring him back at one point, but and he, he wouldn't step down. He's too good to probably step down into this league. Um, there's, I mean, Jacob Murphy. I did like him. I think mm. he offered something different that we we haven't really had. That J- Jacob Murphy is what we all wanted Mendes Lang to actually be, um, <laughs> yeah. but never turned out. Um, yeah, poor, poor man's poor man's Jacob Murphy. He was a very <laughs> very poor man's Jacob Murphy, which was bit off wish.com. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, to be fair, McGuinness is. I'm really, really like ever since he, he probably played at Bolton. He's just look, he's just like George Byers almost, but in terms of a defender, just looks really, really comfortable, really mm. comfortable. Um, yeah, he's solid. He, like really I said, nice. he, I, I, I put my house on him winning a header. To be fair, he wins absolutely everything in, in the air. I know Liam, you talk about how, he's, how he looks like an absolute man mountain when you get up close and personal with, with him and everything. And yeah, it's what you. It's what you hey, want. Calm, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm giving giving your secrets away there, Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Elliot, Elliot, cheers for that, pal. Do uh, do appreciate Alex. I'll come to you then. Who was uh, who was yours that you've fallen in love with over the years? I mean, this, I mean, this season's got to be McGuinness on it. Yeah, yeah. he's hands down. He's, yeah, God, isn't he? I mean, he. I've, I put it on Instagram that he can have my children and <laughs> I, I don't want children, but if it, if he's, you know, the, the other father, my children, then absolutely, you know, yeah, I, if, if, if I, if I came home from work whatever. and found him in my bed, I'd just check his hand to be fair. <laughs> I'd, I'd do more. I would, I would <laughs> hey, let him it's a, fa- it's a family, it's a family <laughs> show. This one steady on. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Alex. No, but seriously, he is, you know, my absolute God. I think he's just absolutely brilliant. And, you know, we really, really, really do need him, I reckon. You know, because not only, you know, like I said, injuries or, or just in, in terms of squad depth, he's just absolutely fantastic. And I know that we're sort of interested in, in buying him on, on a permanent. And like you say, I mean, if he did want to maybe leave or if he wants to stay here, then we should absolutely go for it. It would be stupid just to let him go. Obviously, if it's without if it's, if it's out of our control that we have to let him go, then we, we can't do can't do much about it but if we can bring if we can sign him permanently or just keep him then absolutely uh yeah but you know over the years over the years who have you 
it's just got to be. You know, he was an absolute god. Who was that? Sorry, Hector. Mark Hector, yeah, yeah. And it's it's one of those it, it, that for him over the years that, it, that's got to be him for me to be honest. Great stuff, Alex. Cheers, uh, cheers for that. Monday, <laughs> going last but not least on the uh, lone plays that you've fallen in love with. I try not to because you know the Wednesday way, but uh, this season definitely McGuinness. Yeah, uh, I remember when we signed him, and there's a there's a video. I think it's on the Wednesday website, and they're like, "How would you describe your yeah you know your style?" And he just gets this big goofy grin on his face, and he just goes, "I like Eddie, and I do," and it's just <laughs> like you know <laughs> proper old school defender. I love it; it's brilliant. Um, but going back over the years, I've uh, I've got a soft spot for goalkeepers, so I'd have to say Carson probably ah, right, is okay. my uh, is my favourite lone player. Um, when we brought him in, he was uh, it was really key in we, that season. We, we've had a knack I of think having... 2005, 2006, I think it was. Uh, um, just... But yeah, yeah, two thousand two thousand six. We only played nine yeah. games though for us. Which yeah, is... but it was really good. Yeah, yeah, he's. Uh... That was, I didn't think of that one. That was when we forgot when we were talking about it right early, wasn't it? Yeah, Scott Carson. I mean, I'm just going to... Uh, On the keepers, Crossley as well. Yeah, <laughs> just for that goal alone. Yeah, yeah, purely. That not for nothing else other what than the... My favourite goal ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, you always love a goalkeeper scoring, can't you, really? I know there's been a few that have, that have done it, but yeah, it's always always goes down in history, doesn't it, to be fair? And it always gets brought up every single year. I don't know what, what when it was or what day it was, but it always does the rounds on Twitter, doesn't it, when, whenever that anniversary comes comes around. Uh, I'm just going to read... Um, Read some more because we had we had someone uh, on Twitter as well. Mike Rendell's gone for Vincent Sasso. Um, Richard Cook, Richard Crooks is showing his age. Eric McMorda from nineteen seventy four. I'll have to take your word for it, Richard, because I have no idea one who he was or or two, you know, <laughs> who he is or anything <laughs> like that. Um, Not got his stats though. <laughs> is, is, is he on transfer market? Him? I'd <laughs> probably don't go back that far. Uh, who else we've got here? Uh, Kenwin Jones, that's from Matt Glossop. Shea, uh, young lad Shea, he's put Kenwin Jones again, Scott Carson, Hector, all the same ones. Sam Thompson, Mate, Dan, Danny Bart. Uh, he's do you also, know what? Go on. Neil Mellor. Oh, yeah. What? How can we forget? <laughs> Last person to score 20 goals a season for Sheffield Wednesday. Fuck yeah, we've been on about it for years. <laughs> Best. Well, can't even get his words shit, out is that good? well you know what I'm going to say shirt's up team proper Black footballer <laughs> proper footballer shorts pulled up socks pulled up yeah there we go yeah, Neil got, Miller got I'm to Ben Marshall sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry Ben uh, I've got one here from Nels uh, had a soft spot for Alex Lopez shame it was a stu- uh, short stay classy player still to this day say if Alex Lopez played in that um, playoff final we'd have won that game um who else? I'm trying to look and see if there's any any different ones that we've not heard. Um, Barkley, Ross Barkley. We forgot about that one, didn't we, to be fair? What a, what a player yeah, he was. That, that is actually be. like one of the best. Yeah, in terms was, of you like... Could just, you could just tell he was... He was good, weren't yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, class. Obviously, this talk, you know, we've, we have already mentioned it about, you know, McGuinness potentially signing or signing him. And we were thinking, weren't we, earlier, players who have been on loan and then we've gone on to sign... Um, who, who were the ones that you remembered? Antonio. Well, yeah, he's, yeah, he's the obvious one. Yeah, Hooper. Padil, you said? Yeah, Padil, I said, yeah. And Samuch- I'm sure Samuchinson Samuch- was on loan, weren't he, initially? I, I'm sure he was. He might have been. Yeah, we, I we don't know. I we wasn't didn't really, sure on that one. The thing is, we didn't really 
sign him, did we? We just well, we, obviously we did, but I think his contract ran out or whatever, and then we and then we brought him in on a on a free. I seem to believe. Let's have a look. yeah, we did have him on loan. Ten games he played in 2014, and then he signed and played 133 games. Uh, Lewis Jordan just put Ashraf Lazar showed some good stuff along with Rolando Aaron's. Uh, however, recent times, McGuinness is one of the best for loan signings. I mean, if you fell in love with Ash- Ashraf Lazar, then, yeah, each their own, I suppose. But I know he didn't play a great deal. But my, other, my other absolute favourite loan player, for no reason at all, Graham Kavanagh. <laughs> the Silver Fox. <laughs> Mate, I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, when we, did, when we did that interview with him, the, the, you know, I could see the... The, the look in your eyes when you were when you were looking at it. <laughs> I think it was just I don't know it was just that age I don't know what uh, like I just remembered him yeah. for some reason do you yeah. know what I mean yeah I know I know exactly what you mean go on then let, let's before we wrap things up let's just talk quickly about Mansfield then so I did I did the preview show just before this so that'll be uh, um, that'll be going out very shortly as well um, they're obviously bringing three three four thousand fans so yeah have they sold they've three sold and we've given him a thousand more? Yeah, and apparently they've sold them as well, so they'll be oh, pa- yeah, they'll be packing it out. Um which will be Well there was some talk that they reckon some Forest Forest fans are coming on to watch Martin, don't they, or something. Nah, I've I've no idea. But they can just sit in home end, can't they, to be fair. Don't it's going away end, do they, to be fair? But, um but yeah, um what what do you think? Is going to happen on uh, on Saturday, mainly around the, the the squad and the starting eleven. To be honest, yeah. I mean, I'll just read out the team that started at the weekend: Stockdale and goal. That it was Iofa, Virgil, and uh, and the the lone player that we all love, Mark McGuinness, uh, and then your favourite player, Reese James, Dele Bashiru, Backinson, and Bannon, uh, Windass, Smith, and Mighton. Uh, do, do you think we'll make many changes? I think Windass. I don't think Windass will start. Obviously, no, I don't think Bannon will start. No. Um, I can see Palmer getting a run out because he's obviously not been fit for a bit. Um, Pat I will probably play Wilkes. Mm. I think Martin will still play. Probably, yeah, just for confidence and and what have you. Just before, just before we carry on, Andrew Marshall said Connor Wickham. We forgot about him. Oh how, yeah, how can we forget? Twice. Three times. I mean, his three thir- times. His third one wasn't as good as his previous two. But I yeah, was, I remember that that year was it the year Leicester went up. No I don't idea. know, but that there's a year. And anyway, you know my mate Dan's a Leicester fan, and he came and sat on the cot with us. Yeah, <laughs> and we beat him two one, and Wickham scored a brace. I just remember that. <laughs> that do you, do you always bring I think that? They still, I think they still went up, but yeah, it, that, it was his, it was his second spell where he had he scored eight goals in eleven games, which obviously I'm, I'm guessing most people uh, have him down. Then yeah, when 2020 only scored two in 13 appearances. Um, Ben Hilbert's put Gabby Agbonlahor. I always forget about that one. Uh, when he was he a little, very good for us, was it? No, he weren't. When he was a little eighteen-year-old, obviously. Well, I'd say half half decent decent. career, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not not, not bad. Anyway, back onto back onto Saturday then against Mansfield. I, I think, um, yeah, yeah. I could see, I could see it being like that. To be honest, you know, um, make some changes. You know, I expect any side we put out there. Should be good enough to beat him. So you said Burton. I think you meant Morecambe. You think you mean Morecambe in the first round? Oh no, I mean no. I mean Burton in the league when we made loads of changes and Pato started. And all oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. It, it, like you said before, the the squad that we've got, the the strength and the in depth. Any team that we go out put out there should have enough. They're in rotten form at the moment. 
Um, I think that there's only two teams yeah, that, and that I think are worse like, than at the moment. Like we've kind of said as well, I think it is a good time to keep those on the on the fringe. You know, give them some minutes and get them ready if they need to come on in the league and stuff like that. So, yeah, exactly. Right, I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, well, Lewis has just put. Uh, don't forget, a fair few of those away fans on Saturday will be Sheffield United fans. They love a good trip to Hillsborough to watch Wednesday. I don't have some brother in there, no. It could be a full house if we're not careful, uh, to be fair. I mean, I, like I said, I'll be there on uh, on Saturday. I've got my ticket sitting on... Uh, I, I sampled the South Stand for, for one game against Morecambe. Back on the trust enough on uh, on Saturday. Um, on, on the halfway line, a bit further up as well. So, like I said, like I said at the weekend, taking, uh, taking young Freddie. He's only two year old, so... Like I said, how much of the match actually get to watch? will be, will be a different yeah, matter. Unfortunately, I'm not. Uh, I'm not there. Yeah, Hannah's not going, which would be all right because she could have looked after Freddie. But <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see how much of the game hey, we we'll get to watch. One more I'm throwing in there. Go on, Chris Eagles. Oh yes, he would. He were decent as well. To be fair, weren't he? From from Man United, didn't really do anything after did he? after that. Didn't yeah, really. He went to Burnley, didn't he? And yeah, but he weren't. You know, I think it was tipped to be a. The next best them. thing, I think. I think it probably had one of the best hairstyles ever. Just you know, with a use like a full tub of brittle cream, I think, on his hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just, just looking at where he where he played. Yeah, Watford on loan, then us, then Watford again. Uh, but under, he didn't get to Burnley, didn't it? 120 games for Burnley, 20 goals. Then Bolton, Blackpool. Obviously liked it around there, didn't he? You know that around. Uh, Lancashire that area but anyway right I'm going to wrap wrap things up uh, if you have enjoyed this episode then do you know and you've you know you, you don't join us every week we're, we're back next week Wednesday at 8 o'clock we'll obviously be talking about the FA Cup game looking ahead to to Derby away as well so we'd love to uh, lo- love to have you back and you know get joined in in all the comments and stuff um, if you want more stuff like this as well then you can become a Patreon member Mandy we're talking about extra time that's one of the episodes that we do uh, and of course the, the preview show that we do every week as well so head over to patreon.com forward slash WTID pod uh, and get involved in that Uh and also on the on the merchandise store, I started Black Friday early, twenty five percent off of all the merchandise. So get your uh, if you've not already bought your Christmas sweatshirt, get the get the Chris Waddle one. So the link links in our uh, bio and description and what have you, so you can find uh, find that there. But yeah, massive thanks to everyone for coming on. Actually, I've not done the the little prize draw thing. I forgot to do that. I've got all the names Mate, here. I've, I've... I'd, I'd I know you've not been doing it. Forgot. it I know, I know. It don't I... matter. I'll do it. I'll do it now for this for this week. I've got everyone's name. I've got Alex. I've got Nick, Elliot, Aaron, Mandy, and Jem. I don't think I've missed anyone else. But let's uh, let's spin the wheel. Let's see who wins the uh, who wins the mug, uh, and let's find out. Love all little uh, animations, little noise, by the way. And the winner is oh, it's bang. Oh, it's just. Nick Clapham as well. I think he won. I think he won the other week. Need to be fair. No, what? I'm is, gonna, that a re, is that a redraw? Do you know what? I'm going to give it to Alex because it, it, it you can't see, so it means absolutely nothing. But it was on the on the line. It just ticked over to Nick. So Nick, if you're listening back to this, you've not won because you won last week. So Alex, uh, <laughs> I will. Uh, even, though, even though you tried to ruin it with your little clapping earlier, 
Yeah. <laughs> go on, get it going. <laughs> yeah, go on, give, give us another clap. Go on, Alex. Hang on. Go, go on, on, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, I'll, I'll drop you a message and I'll get the I'll get that mug sorted for you, pal. All right. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. <laughs> no worries. Cheers, guys, everyone. Thank you very much, and we'll see you all next week. Cheers. Cheers. See you later, guys. Cheers. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.